Hi everyone, I'm Henna. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Failing Point Podcast. I kept telling myself that the bigger the dip, the bigger the kind of uh, recession and the dip I'm in now, the, the higher the growth, the expansion will, will come. I, I, I kept telling myself that, you know, we're giving as, given as much heat as we can handle. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been given this test if I couldn't handle it. So um, just kept marching forward, you know. And of course, at the lowest point, you know, I could only chew on very small pieces at the same time. So I was like just focusing one, one step one day at a time. Failing Point is a podcast about entrepreneurship, about seeing challenges as opportunities and failures as steps to success. With a lineup of inspiring entrepreneurs sharing the hardships of their journeys and the lessons they've learned, we are ready to challenge the status quo of Finnish business culture. We all have a story to tell. Now it's time for Brave Talk. Today we get to hear an inspiring and honest story of an entrepreneur, Mikko Jarra, who has fight his way to success from two bankruptcies and huge debt. Today Mikko is a true leader creating an impact on many people's lives. Mikko helps people to transform their future using online tools and social media. Mikko's story is a phenomenal story of grit and tenacity, which inspires us all to go forward, no matter what the situation might be. Hello, hello, Julia. So nice that we have you as our guest in Failing Point podcast. Um, it's a pleasure to have be, be here. Thank you for inviting. Thanks for having me. And hello, well, Henna. Henna hello, well. Mika. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Th- thank you so much. I just said it, I'm grateful to be here. We are so oh, yeah. glad that you are our guest. But um, so Failing Point is all about um, all about business. And also about failures in business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I'm asking you, because you are a hardcore businessman. Um, what do you think about failures? Yes, that's a great, great question. I think it's um, it's 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 something that um, I have over the over the years learned to love more and more. Um, and and actually, I th- I believe that kind of the the schooling system. Uh, goes very much in the wrong direction when they kind of differentiate that failures are, you know, failure and success are kind of two different paths, um, which is completely not the case. Uh, I believe that you can only actually reach success through failures. And, you know, it's all about growing out of the comfort zone, which can be messy as hell sometimes. <laughs> and and that, that that requires us to, a wise man once said that we should all have like a license to fail and we should be proud of the failures. And actually thinking back, being an entrepreneur for 16 years, uh, the failures have been the best thing that has actually ever happened to me. My, my, my biggest achievements has been my two bankruptcies, <laughs> even, even though at the time it sure didn't feel like it. And it, I had such a thick skull that I had to try one more time before I started to actually learn something from that failure. Um, but yeah, looking back, it's, it was definitely the biggest uh, bl- blessing in disguise. 
Okay. Can you tell us more about the bankruptcies you had? Uh, what do you think that led to those circumstances or situations for you? Yes, uh, that's a that's a good question. Um, so I started off um, as an entrepreneur very young, 21 years of age, um, and I had spent my childhood in Dubai. And I guess that, you know, like for many of us, our role models are our parents. And my dad was, um, as long as I can remember, a businessman, entrepreneur. And if you would have asked me at five years old, what, what do I want to be when I grow up? I would have answered, I answered business mies, which in Finnish means businessman. Uh, and um, so that was kind of, I had that entrepreneur blood, uh, if you will, from very young age. My dad used to take me to his car showroom and restaurants at young age. And uh, the, the only thing was that I kind of lacked his presence growing up. So that was, um, that was a bummer, of course, uh, even though we got a great lifestyle in Dubai and you know, had a nice home and went to the best schools and got to travel a lot, but still lacked him growing up. And, um, and then, I was introduced to direct sales network marketing at the age of 21. So long, long story short, um, at, at the age of 16, I, we moved back to Finland with my mom um, and two sisters. My parents broke up. So I went from Dubai to Yarvempa, which is a bit of a culture shock from a very... <laughs> Must have been <laughs> very strict. Uh, well, not very strict, but like different um, culture, different religion in Dubai. Uh, compared to very open, you know, liberal Finland. And um, um, yeah, basically, you know, I was a bit lost. I was like, you know, um, having, having my own teenage struggles, not really knowing, you know, where to fit in and so on. And kind of ended up hanging out for some years with maybe the not most uplifting of friends. So there was lots of drugs and partying and Counter-Strike gaming involved uh, or, you know, for many, many nights. So that's how my high school basically went for at least the last few years of it. Um, and it seemed to continue all through, all through um, college where I attended for one year. Of course, I do, did go to the business um, uh, side, business management administration, which was the uh, closest to, to uh, like a business school that I could find or actually get into because my high school grades were so poor. Um, and, but I had no motivation of like the theory part. Um, I, I wanted to learn in, in, in practice or you know, I just got, wasn't motivated on, on learning like through the books, you know, uh, and then at age 21, I was in, introduced to network marketing and what kind of like got me excited. And I'm actually still as excited today of, of the equation or the kind of possibility that you can actually have time and money freedom. And I immediately saw that, you know, that wow, I could actually like be like my dad, kind of a businessman, owning my own business, but with the with the with the time to actually enjoy, it. because he never, uh, probably he could have, but he was always working. You know, he, he never traveled as I, I love to and experience and the world and the wonders in it. You know, because I think that's where that's one of the main pillars of bringing is of, of happiness is to to also experience. Uh, you know with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones, uh, create more memories. Um, and uh, that always excited me. And uh, I, saw, I saw a way to learn sales and leadership and entrepreneurship um, and to be able to, to have a financial independence and freedom. And basically, um, I had 
reasonable success uh, with with my network marketing businesses, um, and um, I went I immersed into personal development and read a couple of self help books, which talk started talking about failures, and they said that you know if you uh, if you want, if you want to be like hugely successful, then start ten companies, and one of them will succeed. You know, nine will fail, yeah. uh, but at least one will succeed, and with that, you can then you know pay off all the mistakes you made from the first nine. And I thought, oh wow, that's cool. Let's just speed up, you know, becoming a millionaire, which was always kind of self-evident to me. Then and start ten companies, and uh, because of the network experience, I, I had a big team or a reasonably big team at a time, so. I had a lot of friends. I had other leaders uh, from from my teams, my colleagues, who were you know suitable for different positions. And and of course, because I was into networking, I had also built quite a um, you know good amount of uh, entrepreneur-minded people and friends around me. Yeah. Um, so we started uh, into some companies. I invested, uh, and, and many of them I was co-founder. Um, within the period of two years, uh, I found myself being a shareholder um, and investor of about ten different companies. Um, wow. And that was that was probably I was maybe twenty five at the time, um, and everything looked beautiful and uh, nice and, gro- and growing uh, until, let's say, two thousand eight, when the Finnish uh, economy started to, uh, well, not just the Finnish economy, the world economy started to go into crisis. Uh, U.S. went went first, and then you know all the rest of the world went went followed followed through. You know, um, so basically that's when um, actually in, in a very short period of time, those pretty much all the ten companies that we were uh, part of um, went down in within from between 2008 to 2000, and I would say 10. We probably closed last last of them, um, and two two oh. were. We were so badly in debt that then we had to actually declare bankruptcy. And uh, um, for example, one of the companies um, was Phonepoint, or uh, uh, we, we we sold uh, DNA um, lines, GSM lines. You know, we were probably one of the biggest uh, private retail shops in in Finland. So we had shops in all the shopping centers in in the Helsinki area, um, and we had been growing like up seven years. So that was one of the companies that I wasn't founder of. I jumped in a few years after it was founded. And mm-hmm. on the eighth, eighth year, we were still growing more than ever. And then 2008 came and, you know, there was just many things that happened at once. So like, um, yeah, it was it was not just one thing that happened, but wholesalers yeah. reduced the limits and, you know, we got tired and uh, I was unfocused doing too many things. And, oh, yeah. you know, that, so 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 when it, when we found out in the like board meeting that, you know, we have 300,000 euros in loans, we need to pay them in one month or max two. It was all, it was already too late to start turning that boat around. And that's where like my biggest kind of failure, but at the same time, the uh, blessing in disguise was that I, um, or lesson, let's say that, um, was that I had personally backed some of those company loans. Um, and if we then took the whole, all of those 10 companies, I had of course, had taken some loans and uh, from the banks and from my friends and uh, credit creditors and so on. So then, in the end of the day, I had like quarter of a million without interest uh, to pay, which which wasn't uh, so fun at the time. And I remember sitting uh, in um, Leppavara Shell uh, petrol station with with my good friend, uh, who was also. Um, 
school was the CEO of uh, of 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 phone point at the time, and um, we were thinking like, and he had probably about the same amount, maybe fifty thousand, even more than me, and, uh, because he had more equity. So <clears throat> we were thinking like, should we just put cement shoes on and jump off the Lautasari bridge, you know? Mm -hmm. oh, really? take, take, take a quicker exit because we didn't see the light and we, we somehow managed to kind of bring hope uh, to each other um, and um, yeah just kept uh, kept us somehow going and motivated and uh, and one of the of course the keys keys that got me out of it and also my, my good friend uh, is, is now very very successful today was the fact that we didn't we didn't stay in the fire for too long of course there were periods like 2009, I don't remember much of. I was burned out. I wasn't sleeping. I was taking medi medicine to help me sleep and some other medicine to help me get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like two years of my life, I, 2009-10 is like a blur. But I do remember listening to a lot of motivational videos. I do remember yeah, being on YouTube a lot, watching motivational videos every morning to get out of bed. And uh, also having a couple of close friends uh, next to me who were in the same boat. And mm. we kind of decided that we're going to be like peer buddies and uh, we're not jumping off any bridges. We're just going to, you know, continue. And it, even my own father, his advice was, you know, jump ship, get out of Finland, jump ship and come to Dubai and let's do business, start over. You know, there's yeah. no point to ever pay those loans. That was my dad's advice. Yeah. And I was this close. I mean, I was looking at flights already and, you know, thinking to just start over. He would have had a position for me uh, where I could continue. But I somehow, something inside me told me that I need to face these demons. And, uh, you know, if I can pay these loans and bankruptcies off, uh, I'll, I'll be stronger than ever. And I kept telling myself that the bigger the dip, the bigger the kind of uh, recession and the dip I'm in now, the, the higher the growth, the expansion will, will come. And I, I, I kept telling myself that, you know, we're giving as, given as much heat as we can handle. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been given this test if I couldn't handle it. So um, just kept marching forward, you know. And of course, at the lowest point, you know, I could only chew on very small pieces at the same time. So I was like just focusing one, one step one day at a time um kind of taking out one fire at a time and uh, and at, you know I, at some point i found myself spending half of my day three or four times a week uh, or at least at least three times a week calling collectors like and crying to them on the phone that don't take my home uh please don't take my car so i can still you know do some sales work and try to pay you and i ended up being able to save my home but they took my car and, um, but I remember at some point then thinking that, you know, I'm, I'm putting too much energy and negative like emotion into, into calling these creditors half of my week and to, to like plead with them that instead of me paying you 1000, I can only pay 500 now. And at some point I just decided I'm going to forget my bills for a while because there was a lot, 250 K and just focus like one month in building a business, a new business. You know to make more more money so I could pay off and um, and that was that was uh, I think one one of one of the like shifts or turning points because then when when I when I started like putting more energy on the positive and not focusing on the problem 
mm-hmm. um, and the solution started to actually you know generate some profits eventually and then i could then it was easier to call after a month that hey sorry i haven't i'm late but now i have a little bit more leverage you know but that was yeah that was that was not a fun time because it was a many years of uh, fighting to to save things and turn out fires um, but yeah massive action what was in my case the the answer that got me out of the mess yeah. but and also and also uh, yeah i would say focus so so when shit hit the fan the second time and that you know well during that same between the period of 2008 2010 of course then i decided that the next business i'm starting i'm going to just focus on one business and until everything is paid off and then i can look at other like investments and maybe founding new companies yeah. um and um of course in the beginning i had to hustle around and find that one thing that i saw that could actually you know, become uh, big and that could eventually pay those loans off. Obviously, going back to work a nine to five wasn't an option because it would take me the rest of my life to pay those loans with a normal job, you know? So in the beginning, I was just hustling and beating and wheeling until I found something that, okay, this could, I could grow this and make, make, it, make it happen. And then I just decided to go all in to one. I have uh, one question. Go ahead. Yeah. Because uh, if I think about your experiences, I have actually the same kind of experiences as you have had those days. Okay. So uh, I was thinking that did you feel alone sometimes in that situation because everyone else are are doing something else and succeeding? And you said that you had like friends who were in the same position as you were, but did you feel alone in this society? Right. Yeah. 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 That's a good question. Yeah. De- definitely. When it comes to the society, I, I did. I, I didn't get much like forgiveness from any of the banks or the collectors or not to mention the tax guy. So they didn't really care much. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some, there are countries which are more forgiving. I would say if you go through bankruptcy like in Finland. Um, but I was, I guess, I was lucky in that sense that we because of of the the networking business that i had built for some reason it, w- it wasn't just me um going through those that those um hardships so there was probably i would say four or five guys who some of them were well yeah probably about five five six guys um some of them were from the same company and some had also other businesses that have had also kind of gone down at the same time uh, as myself and we were good friends with each other so uh, we kind of kept each other's spirits up um, and um, I, I kept also like I remember like immersing more and more into like personal development and uh, finding mentors finding people who are like 10 times more successful than me uh, who could give me advice and uh, you know, buying some online courses and, and stuff like that um, to give me belief and hope and the right kind of mindset. And some strategies also how I could, you know, uh, build business more effectively in the future. But yeah, but yeah society-wise, yes, definitely I felt alone. Um, and of course, then, you know, when, every, when, when it rains, it, it sometimes also pours. So I also had then... <laughs> I, uh, I just, yeah. <laughs> So at, at that time, then me and my fiance uh, were, we also went, were separated, uh, obviously because of, you know, my, the, you know, the, the situation where I was in, I was not uh, my, being myself and um, 
yeah, not not understanding or taking her into the equation, um, not communicating correctly, and um, maybe being arrogant and, and poor, like kind of how do you say, like pouring my anger or and stress onto her, um, and it was too much for her to for her to handle, which is completely yeah. understandable. So she she left me, and uh, that was obviously like after after five five years of being together and having our own house at the same time like it made mm. it even harder to to be at home alone with those uh, big problems uh, financially but believe it or not uh, that was also a blessing in disguise because we had both immersed into well i mean both uh, got introduced uh, and uh, kind of excited about personal development and uh, interested in it so we didn't want to just leave the relationship like that or like just like okay let's let's then go on to new relationship relationships we wanted to actually go to therapy um individually and together and try to figure out what went wrong so we could be better in the next relationship mm. uh, and we had kind of lost hope already that you know our relationship is done um well yeah at least uh, um it, it 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 felt that way at the time but then we, through the therapy, we came to learn how to speak to set the right kind of love language together. Um, and uh, after six months of going to therapy, we then decided to take a new, uh, open a fresh page and, and uh, take, a, take a new look at the relationship. And uh, yeah, today we are happily married with two beautiful boys. So uh, even uh-huh. though it sure didn't feel like it was ever going to happen, you know, back then, eight years ago. So would so, you say that it's the persistence, the grit, both in business and in your relationship with your partner? Yeah, 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 def- definitely. Um, te- like ten- tenacity uh, when it comes to entrepreneurship, if I had to describe, define entrepreneurship in one word, I would say tenacity. Or, you know, with also con- consistency and persistency, kind of, I guess, if you combine consistency and persistency, it's, it is tenacity. And, um, and yeah, you know, someone, one of my mentors taught me early on that giving up is not an option. So, mm. uh, of course, at, at some point you have, if you, if, if, you have, if you're working with a business, you know, you have to also learn at some point to give, give it up if it's not, if the numbers aren't there, if it's just not working out, but, um, you know, we can give up on a business, but we never give up on our own dream and our, on our own hope and on, on our own mission. Um, so we just sometimes have to choose a different, change the vehicle along the way, you know. You are listening to the Failing Point podcast. Please enjoy this word from our sponsor, My Sauna. My Sauna provides excellent spaces for companies and private persons to arrange a meeting, negotiation, parties or relaxation. If you're looking for a high-quality space for a specific event for your need in a capital area of Helsinki, go to the website mysauna.fi and explore more. There are so many people that have gone through a bankruptcy and so many people that are so ashamed about it and, you know, they feel like a failure. So, did you have any kind of those kind of feelings and how did you deal with them? Yeah, de- definitely. Um, at the time, it was um, embarrassing because you know 
it's just the way our society has been built that the system system doesn't uh, forgive uh, the bank uh, you know someone who's going been going through a bankruptcy and life of an entrepreneur can be very uh, difficult afterwards because you can't obviously own anything in your own name and you can't take get loans for your company or personally and so on so um, yeah at the time it it felt um, difficult and uh, kind of even for for a little moment I felt ashamed about it uh, but then yeah just um, th- thanks to again um, some great uh, personal development uh, books and uh, also mentors I, I i came to understand that you know everything happens for a reason i believe and um and, and like i mentioned that it's it's it, this is a, you know we have to use it actually as our strength because that's when you're at the lowest point you know anybody can lead a company or anybody can you know ride the crest or the wave when everything is just sunshine and rainbows and growth it's not hard to read, read a, uh, lead a company when it's like a huge momentum or a huge expansion in the market. Uh, but then when, you know, the doo-doo hits the fan, so to say, that's mm-hmm. when, you, when you really like learn about yourself. Um, at the lowest, darkest moments, crying in the shower, you know, thinking, do I have hope left? Is my life over? Do I mm-hmm. have, cho- you know, I have no choice. I, you know, felt like I had no choices or no, no hope at some point or no life at some point. But at, the, at those moments is also when uh, the real spirit is built back up when you decide to fuck yeah. it, I'm just fight through this. Is yeah. it so that you just have to make the decision that you are going to make it? Yes. It, everything starts from a decision. And, um, you know, the, I think that there are three levels of making a decision. And I, I learned this from Tony Robbins. I think it's a great story. So, you know, Im- imagine imagine if you're... Well, let, let's say, for example, my family, we like to travel a lot. And um, um, we normally, when, when we're going on, on warm destinations, there's a pool involved or a beach. And, you know, the, what, I, what do the boys want to do first thing when, you, when they reach a destination is obviously go swimming, jump in the pool, right? Um, and I'm the type of guy, uh, probably some of you listeners relate to me, uh, that... I, I don't normally just jump in the pool. I want to tip my toe first and, and try <laughs> and see is it, you know, uh, cold or warm before I yeah. jump in. And but when I'm doing that kind of testing, uh, my kids have already dived into the pool or at least the older kid who learned, learned, how, learned how to do a dive a while ago would have dived in and is screaming, uh, shouting for daddy to jump, you know, into the pool. Um, and I think that many people kind of try entrepreneurship uh, with their toe uh, with just dipping their one toe in uh, and obviously that will lead to failure uh, if you just are gonna like test it out or try it out the level of decision is not so deep to give you any chance of success then the second level is that okay you decide you're gonna jump in the pool but then you're like okay is there a sauna maybe nearby because the water is a bit cold i would like to mm-hmm. warm my body before i jump in you know I've, i made a decision i'm coming but not yet maybe the timing isn't perfect you know <clears throat> and that also normally doesn't lead to lead to success um, but the third level is that you just are the kid who who doesn't give a shit is it cold or warm they just dive in head first you know and then worry about the temperature when they get there 
or not. They probably won't, anyways. So they, they'll just move around more and uh, you know make it uh, make their body warm, do what it takes, you know, to have keep the enjoyment. Um, and and then th- I think that's like an example of like entrepreneurship. If you want to really be successful successful in a, a, anything, is you just commit to that decision that you made. And you know, I wrote I wrote a book called Plan B, which which is about, um, you know, starting a part-time business, which is because today there's never been more opportunities for people to be successful, to make more money on the side with, with the gig economy, like, you know, Uber, Airbnb, uh, Amazon, and so on, and different mm. direct sales opportunities and affiliates and online marketing and so, opportunities and so on. Um, so my book is about plan B, like get a plan B. But at some point, you know, that plan B has to become, uh, I mean, if that is the goal to become like a full-time entrepreneur, pursue your own dream, then that plan B, unless the corporate plan A or the nine to five is kind of doing, is giving you what you love, which for most people, 80, 80% it isn't, 80% hate Monday, 80% of the people don't love their boss or, you know, don't like love their job. So the plan B, which is kind of the, the your dream, what you're pursuing as an entrepreneur, at some point you have to, Kind of burn the bridges uh, and and turn, convert that into the plan A, and you know just make it happen. Just commit to grind, you know, grinding that until until you're successful or you've reached the ultimate outcome, which of course over time changes. And um, it's funny how the goals and you know the dreams that we have are constantly being adjusted and uh, maybe give at least for me give, becoming more giving you know more becoming more deep in that sense that i think in the beginning they were more like materialistic that just like money and the fun dream lifestyle which is still great and i recommend for everyone to get that out of the way when you are pursuing your career as a or your dream as an entrepreneur but i think that the ultimate end goal at least for me and many entrepreneurs who i've also interviewed and had the pleasure of doing business with is inner inner freedom and actually when we're inner freedom we learn to enjoy the journey more we're happy performing at a peak level at a, at a joyful state that is also when we more easy we will attract the the end result the, the outcome and you know get all the material things or reach our you know numbers goals whatever they are in our business uh, but i think that we have to first find the inner freedom to find the, get the outer freedom and in the 10 years ago, I, I thought that you have to first get the kind of external things to get inner freedom. And that's kind of the big trick. I don't know what, what's the right word for it, but the, kind of the trap that a lot of people fall into. How did you find that? That the inner freedom is the thing and how can you start to reach for the inner freedom? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, so basically, I guess that that's that's why I I mentioned that it's good to get the money thing out of the way um, and uh, you know fulfill if you have a dream of buying a sports car or buying a beautiful home, you know, make it happen and and um, you know enjoy those things as well. But then when you do, normally you, we find out that actually that car isn't so fun anymore after one week or two weeks if it's really fast uh, and. Um, and, and, you know, I used to chase success because of those things um, when I was a younger kid uh, doing business. 
But now when I find that when I'm happy and uh, like after meditation, after journaling, about after, after gratitude uh, exercises in the morning, which I always do first thing before, at least most of the mornings I do try to do first thing before I open my phone. Um, when I'm in that kind of beautiful state or joyful state, I find that the results during the day are way, way better than if I'm just focusing on the, on the outcome. Um, so when we have peace of mind, when we are like balanced internally, when we are happy, when we are present with our kids and we give time for our significant other and for ourselves every week, that's when also the, uh, you know, that's why we're doing what we're doing. So we need to uh, enjoy them already along the way and be happy, enjoy the journey because the, the point is like, for example, I like in many ways, Gary Vee has a lot of great messages. You know, there's some things that I don't fully probably agree with, but what I do agree with is that his one of his biggest goal is to buy the new, is it the New York uh, Yankees or one one of those big, uh, yeah, or the Knicks, one one or the other. Anyways, um, he wants to buy a baseball club, and that's his big big dream. But to him, it doesn't really matter. Does he will he ever buy them or not? Mm. The, the the point is that we should have a dream that is like feels almost impossible to achieve but it turns us on it gets us out of bed every morning because we enjoy the chase more we enjoy the uh like the work more but at the same time we should be also really happy on that journey not because buying those buying the knicks is not going to make him when he when he owns them one day i believe he will um, it's not going to make him happier. It's the journey along that path, you know, but we should still have like this big monster, big hairy goal that we are dreaming of and um, that we're chasing or, you know, going towards. Um, and I also think that like, you know, growing older for many, these uh, great, great people that I mentor with and I uh, have in my peer group and I know then, and including myself, like what really, you know, makes you happy is, are those experiences, like I mentioned. Um, and that's why we should be com constantly doing, uh, experiencing things with our friends and family. But at the same time, growing and contributing is, I think when you have all of those three pillars in mm. balance, when you're growing personally, when you're growing your business, um, and, and at the same time, you're doing something that is actually creating impact and creating value to the marketplace, helping transform lives or, you know, helping at least give people more um, yeah, value in some way, relief or save their time or save their money or save their health or whatever the cause you're working on. I think that's the ultimate uh, kind of contribution. And that's what entrepreneurs are, you know, in my opinion, doing for this society and are the backbone. And I hope that one day some of the political parties will take their heads out of their ass and come to the realization of what, you know, <laughs> what, what is actually getting there. Um, yeah, you know, paying their lifestyle. Yeah, maybe we, yeah. maybe we have to edit that out. I'm not sure, but talking about the goals, what is your end goal? We were talking about Gary Wee and his goal, but what is yours? Well, in in my yeah in my main business, I, I I'm not sure is it um, the end goal, but uh, one of the like big goals that I'm chasing right now is um, to have a hundred thousand customers um, and um, it's ba basically we have a product that helps people better their health so to have that inner significance inner kind of pride which I think is great 
think it's also a you know a trap that many people fall to that they they feel that it's that it's somehow a shame to feel proud of your achievements i think we should be damn proud of our achievements uh in a good way especially if they're about serving others about helping others some way um so yeah i think that like one of my primary uh needs is um you know, to have that inner significance, to have that inner uh, pride and uh, gratitude, gratitude that I can wake up knowing that a hundred thousand people ha- are a bit healthier thanks to the work me and my team have been contributing. Um, so that's one one of the kind of the big big hairy goals at the moment or the end goals. But yeah, I mean, in, inner freedom, giving also the you know my 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 kids the possibility to experience together with us not just like that i want to do this for my kids and that so my kids have a better future a better start to their careers as me but i want to also like be part of that journey with them so one of um we we realized one of our goals a couple of years ago when we could move to south of spain for two years and uh like downshift my I, i downshifted my working hours from like 50 hours a week to like five a week uh, because I had been grinding five years like crazy to pay off those bankruptcies. And once I did, um, and we had a relationship working with my wife and we got two boys, I decided that I wanted to be more present than, than the dad I had, uh, even though I love him for everything he did, but we just missed him a bit growing up. So since we had that opportunity, you know, we took it and it, it was a great time. Of course, I was still doing, as you know, as an entrepreneur, you can never stop completely working i was still doing something but maybe five or maximum 10 hours a week probably closer to five a week to be honest uh, and it was it was a great great time and i want to be able to to do that on you know on a constant basis uh, to travel around the world um, with my family and you know give them the experience of going to the green school in bali which is a school made of bamboo wood in the middle of the jungle a self-sustainable go- school I want to have give them that experience for one year, and there's another great Montessori school in Costa Rica, uh, where we where I definitely want to have at least one winter as well. Um, so yeah, I think that inner freedom combined with financial freedom is is the goal. So you like experiences, and you want to take your family with you, yes. sharing those experiences. Yeah. Yeah, nice. definitely. Yeah. That's that's the, that's the best part that you can enjoy enjoy that. With, with the family and uh, if, if needed, I can also do business because I've built my business businesses today so that I'm only operational in, in, in business, which is online. Mm-hmm. So I'm investor investing these days into a lot of businesses, but, but where I'm physically, where I'm operational is, is, is online business. So I can just take my laptop, you know, and yeah, work have a, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Be a digital nomad, which is, mm-hmm. Today's world, I guess, is evolving more towards this kind of way. This one business that you are focusing the most at the moment, was that the business that also made you pay all the loans you had and the debt? Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. So about eight years ago, I started working back in direct sales again, um, network marketing, because that was the industry that I was originally, you know, I originally started 16 years ago. And I had success with it, not as big as today, but some kind of at least mediocre success. Then I kind of pasted away with traditional business and uh, investing into yeah things that I didn't know too much about. And 
was just maybe a bit arrogant and naive growing up thinking that, you know, now that I'm successful in one thing, I'm going to be successful in everything. Um, and that, yeah, that's how, that's how we ended up being in, in, in the mess. So I decided to go back to what I knew best. And I think that's also one, uh, one great lesson that, and again, what schools are kind of going, uh, on the wrong, unfortunately, wrong path with this, at least many of the more ac academic ones, is that we set students up for failure by doing exams and by, you know, pushing them on, on, on subjects that they're not good at. Like I remember being, you know, I remember being, you know, bad at uh, math and I was bad at, you know, <laughs> most of the subjects probably, uh, history and so on. Um, and, and, you know, what, what, did, what did the teachers say? They said, you know, work harder, work harder, concentrate more, study more. And it, it wasn't interesting to me. I wasn't, it, was, it wasn't working. I just wasn't opening those books and studying for those exams. And that's why I was quite lost in the school because I, I didn't really find those subjects that I was good at, or at least maybe one or two, but nothing that I, I really was excited in. And I think that in today's world, you know, if you're great at something because of the competition that we have, which is obviously there's more opportunities, of course, but there's also more, way more competition. So if you're great at something, you probably get paid at a good level. Uh, whereas before, if you were like 20 years ago, 10 years ago, when you were great at something, you got paid at a great level. But today, you know, if you're good at something, you get paid okay or even badly. You have to be outstanding to be, to be paid at a great level today. Um, and don't, the only way to do that is to do more things that you love and you enjoy and find what you're good at and become focus at least 80% of your time in building that good into great. Yeah. Um, most people, they, they, they focus 80% on the bad things, on their weaknesses, yeah. but, but it's, um, it's, it's the opposite that will make you successful focus 80% of your time. And even today, a lot of mentors are saying that they focus 95% on the great and only 5% on the good. And from, and they, they want to get those good into the great so that they can have 100% just focused on the great and then just hire their weaknesses. Um, you know? Mm, that that is quite interesting thought, I have to say, because like we all know, like many uh, Finnish young people, who are at school studying at the moment, they are kind of lost. They don't know what to do in the future and they have uh, difficulties to find their place in society. So uh, I think uh, that is a very good point that maybe we should reconsider how the school and the system goes. Yeah, absolutely. There, mm. there are luckily some, some more schools uh, like new, new age or like, so how do you call it more progressive learning schools that are probably you know implementing more and more of these kind of things like Montessori type where they let the kids grow at their own pace and uh, there's no exams and they let them explore and uh, do do things that they enjoy more yeah. um, and it's no surprise that the founder of Amazon and uh, you know I think this, at least Steve Wozniak I'm not sure was was Gates himself as well and many google brothers they all went through montessori schools or or something similar to that more creative learning is is is, is the way of the day yeah so we have the strengths from the very beginning and we should just consider that and yeah yeah that. 
yeah 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 absolutely and uh yeah it's good to remind ourselves sometimes that what it what did we really enjoy doing as a kid you know maybe we should do more of those things again and uh mm. pick up on pick up on more on those hobbies that we really loved earlier or the younger age until we got distracted or told otherwise or t- someone told us that no you should go this path but is that the path that is really making you happy you know on monday mornings so so yeah absolutely we should mo- all be doing more figuring out really what is it it's it's in a way it's very simple uh yet it's aston- astonishing how little people follow that path that you know do less of the things you're bad at and that you and, and you hate don't like and then do more of the things that you're good at and you enjoy and become great at those things and what makes what what you love and you have a beautiful life yet but it's never too late to start that's correct thank you for your you were so honest with your story yeah amazing your story is amazing and very inspiring Let, let's hope so let's hope that if i can even impact one person to keep on fighting and keep on believing and dreaming and you know no matter how difficult the situation is today uh one of the tricks that i learned was to just zoom out you know zoom out think about your future 10 years from now you know 20 years from now even though you might like be on the same situation as me and my friend were in at shell the petrol station 10 years ago you know that was actually the thing we were thinking like 10 years from now maybe this situation is insignificant or you know doesn't really mark anything in, in the big scale so yeah. the big 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 uh, lesson for me was um and like the teaching that I followed is that think long term because people have a tendency to underestimate what they can achieve long term and then what gets them in the kind of messes that they maybe overestimate things that they are able to do in the short term so we're too optimistic setting one year goals but we're pessimistic setting five year goals mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we should it should be a dollar way wrong we should be more optimistic about 5 10 years because you can change any any circumstance you know we've we've all heard stories like my stories of course it's um it takes a little, little bit of fight back spirit to get over 300,000 but you know we've heard stories of guys who you know Richard Branson or uh well uh, Donald Trump um you know who, they've been down billions and they've mm-hmm. turned, they've turned them around because yeah. uh, you know of the tenacity and thinking long term and uh, the contacts that you make uh, is, is, the, is is the network you build is 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 the, is the currency that when you you know <clears throat> that will always take care of you then when you're at the low point and and uh, you can always do business with with them so that's why think long term and um, don't give up <laughs> don't give up yourself with people who are there to uplift you and uh, celebrate your successes um, and also support you when when you're down mm. so it's very important to to distinguish who are your closest five allies and friends who you hang out with the most mm. uh, so be careful who you spend your time with thank you mikko so much for having me i'm i'm grateful yeah. that i can be part of the show you are an inspiring person and we wish you all the best thank you very much great and same to you guys you're inspired by your mission to help uh, entrepreneurs grow and uh, uh, create more we need more than ever now more entrepreneurs in Finland than ever before so let's make it happen yeah let's make it happen, make it happen. <laughs> thank you for your mission thanks for the interview thank you for listening to the failing point podcast which airs on business fm every monday at 8 pm 
You can also read more about our guests and listen to earlier podcasts at failingpoint.com. And remember, whatever you're trying to achieve out there, keep on grinding and never give up on your dreams.